Welcome to Moon Harbor Heroes. Today's issue is Faces, issue 37, Breach. On the cover, we see a tall hospital in the center of the page. The building is covered almost entirely in vines and other wild plant growth. Looking carefully, we can see that all the vines are coming from one upper story window. We turn the page and our story begins. Our first panel shows a room inside Moon Harbor Memorial Hospital. And laying on the bed, we see Brian, or more accurately, we see Asimov. Uh, he has his mask on still, but other than that, is in a hospital gown. Uh, we also see the team, the rest of the team in the room. Where is everyone in the room? Asimov is unconscious at this point. Lighthammer is definitely talking to the doctors like he knows a lot about medical stuff. Uh, there's a lot of like nodding and like looking over their shoulder at charts and he doesn't actually know anything, but he really, really pretends that he does. Excellent. And I think that on this charts, we see there's a picture of a like snake drawn out with the whole like anatomy thing. And on it, we see the, the word phase snakes. And I think we're picking up a little bit of what the doctor's saying in that voice bubble was kind of cutting in the middle. And it basically is just so he's stable. He'll be waking up soon, but there's definitely some of the poison still in his veins. We're really not sure what that's going to do. And Inky, uh, where are you in this room? Um, I'm by the window and I'm being very quiet for Enki's, which is not typical for Enki. And um, I'm looking at there's um there's a potted plant on the windowsill and I'm playing around with it. Excellent. And Ryder, where are you? Ryder is probably sitting beside the bed, um, in the, one of the chairs beside the bed, and he's got his coin and he's flipping the coin through his fingers. Just kind of monitoring the room and watching uh Brian's vitals. Okay. And I do want to point out that uh, Asimov was checked in as Asimov, and the hospital does have a policy not to unmask heroes, so they have not seen his real identity. Who here is in costume? Just so I have a good picture of this. I mean, me, obviously. Yeah, but I wanted to hear you say it. Ryder is known throughout the uh, city as Felix. His identity was revealed a while back, so he is out of costume in uh, a set of nice clothes, actually, just flipping the coin through his fingers sorry for revealing your identity that's that's on me and uh what's enki in at the moment um i think enki is wearing the clothes that um lighthammer gave him last time because he has to wear them but um the pants um there's like two giant holes where the where the knees are and um there's a lot of like soot on the shirt were those holes like cut like with a scissor? Did you like actively cut the holes, or was it like you like skidded on your knees and they ripped open? No, it, it's clear that it's not um it's not done by hand. So it's like I I just messed them up by playing around. I guess I don't mind that as much. Originally, I thought you cut them open, and I was like, I will kill you. But this is less painful. And uh, Lightheimer, I think there was something you wanted to say to the doctor. Oh uh, no! As soon as the doctor finishes saying that, I turn to the room and I'm like, all right, so uh. He's stable. He'll be up in a little while. But some of the poison is still in his vein, and we're not really sure uh, what that could do. I feel like I've done this a lot over the past couple hours of, like, the doctor says something to the room as a whole, and I repeat it as if I discovered it. We know light. I think Enki looks at uh, Lighthammer and goes, 
Yeah, it's too bad that my uncle isn't here. He would he would know exactly what the poison would do. For the last time, his name is Poison Oak, but he is not an expert on all poisons. That that's just like a like a nickname, like a like I know you don't have a superhero name, but like that that that's his superhero name. But he's a villain, so that's a super villain name. Anyway, he's not. He wouldn't. The doctors are fine. Just trust the doctors. Anyways, this is a venom, so not a poison. Poison Oak wouldn't be able to help. I'm sure that Poison Oak knows everything about everything, so pretty sure he knows it. And I'll have you know, Lighthammer, that I do have a superhero name, because I just came up with one. I want to be called Son of Gaia. Ryder cocks his head sideways. Son of Gaia? Really? When Mm -hmm. did that come to you? It's what Poison Oak calls me. I look down at, like, my branded uh, hero costume, and I'm like, son of God, okay, SOG, uh, and I start, like, scribbling out some, like, designs, like, I think on the corner of the doctor's pad, not, like, on Brian's charts, but, like, I take a pen from his hand and, like, start, like, sketching stuff in the corner of another paper. I think you can also see that behind Enki, the potted plant is, like, five times the size that it was, and... It looked kind of sickly when we came in, and now it's like this big flourishing plant, and there's fruit growing on it, which doesn't make sense because it's not a fruit-bearing plant. Fantastic. And unless anyone wants anything else from the doctor, I'm going to have them kind of sidle out. Does anyone else want anything from them before I make them leave? Get out of here, Doc. You ain't wanted here. And I think with uh, Lighthammer taking the pen right out of the doctor's hand, they just kind of stammer, and then there's an exasperated sigh, and they just sidle out of the room. I think they have also been dealing with Lighthammer being Lighthammer all day. Uh, I still have the pen in my hand. I don't think the doctor got it back. And I turn back and I like start like tapping it on... I think I'm clicking it. It's a click pen and I'm just like clicking it in my hand. Very, very obnoxiously. Uh, and I think my like microphones on my suit are on a little bit. So like there's a slight echo every time there's a click. So there's just like resounding clicks around the room for the moment. Light your mics on. I look down and I'm like, oh, right. And then I like turn to the live streaming audience because of course I'm live streaming this because I have no chill. And I'm like, uh, all right, friends, uh, I should go. But um, uh, love you, mean it. Bye. And I hang up really quickly and like turn the stream off and keep clicking the pen. Click, 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 click. I think I grab one of the nondescript fruits from the plant and start eating it. I am still clicking my pen, um, and I think I'm starting to pace around the room. Based on my history as a character, I don't do well in hospitals, so I think that's kind of why I was like being so over the top, which is probably something that Felix is aware of. The pacing and the clicking is all like major anxiety. At this point, Ryder is going to stand up. He's going to place the coin back in the buckler, um, which is now on his side, and... He walks over to Light and just kind of grabs them by the shoulders and is like, and says, it's going to be okay. He's going to be okay. You're going to be okay. Inky is going to be okay. It's going to be okay. I believe almost all of those things, Inky's going to be okay till I kill him. But besides that, I believe everything you just said. You're not killing Inky. That's not how we work. I'd like a panel here of what is Inky doing at this moment. Um, I think there's now um, the window is slightly open now, and I'm um, talking to a pigeon. I'm sorry, I need to play by play. What? <laughs> I think I, I think I opened the window of the uh, of the hospital room slightly, and there's 
a pigeon sitting on the windowsill now, and I'm talking to it. How out of control has that plant grown? I think it's like twice the size of the previous scene now. So like, I think on panel, like every time we see the plant, it's slightly larger and more like comically luscious, <laughs> I guess is the word. Fantastic. I turn uh, away from Ryder towards Enki and I'm like, once Brian is better, you and I and he need to have a conversation about effective teamwork. And I just, I want you to know that, and then I stop myself and kind of look around the room and I like, don't say what I want to say, but it's very clear that I'm blaming Enki for what happened to Brian. I'm also blaming Brian for what happened to Brian. Like there's, there's a lot of blame on both of them, but like the situation had a vague plan and they both went against it. So I'm frustrated and trying not to like actively lash out. I think I think Enki is is like low key ignoring you right now. I walk over to him uh, and like look Enki in the eyes, and I'm like, "Look, you are incredibly powerful, obviously." And then I think you turn your head away. I'm like, "No, no, no! Look at me. You are incredibly powerful. But if you keep acting like this, if you keep ignoring what we are doing as a team, you're gonna get someone killed. So." I need you to understand that I'm not mad at you because you're a kid having fun. I'm mad at you because you're putting people act actively in danger. Next time, can you work with us instead of going off on your own? Uh, and I think I'm persuading with best interest, which is the adult move I took at the end of last game. What do you want Inky to do? Work with us as a team to prevent himself and other people from getting hurt. Now you're just asking way too much. Don't hurt me. I'm trying to figure out, like, how, at what point we'd know whether or not that condition was met. As in when you would persuade someone with their best interest? No, no, no. The They can mark potential or shift their own labels if they do what you want. Like, at what point do we say Inky is working with the That's why I specified uh, that next time. Uh, so there was a, like, next time oh, okay. that we have cool. um, a... I, I realized that while I was saying it, which is why I was like, hey, next time, work with us. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Then, yeah, you can roll it. So it's a roll plus superior. And I guess it just gives Aki a long time to decide, and I kind of dig that. Or at least a bit to decide. Uh, that is a 13. So uh, if they're a PC on a hit, they can mark uh, potential or shift their own labels if they do what you want. On a 10+, plus, take influence over them as well. So take influence, and Inky, next time the team is, like, I guess in a combat situation, does that work for you, Lighthammer? Works for me. Um, if you focus on teamwork, you can either mark potential or shift your labels. Cool, cool, cool. There's no punishment if you don't. There's not like a, a stick if you don't do it. I think at this point, I think your your words came came true, right? So um I think suddenly um Enki's face gets really angry and um um he shouts in your face. You think I don't know all that? And you can see like um, like angry tears welling up inside his eyes. And uh, I, I think you realize that he already felt guilty about it. I don't back down, which is the most unlight hammer thing I've ever done. I'm very much like holding my own and I'm like, I'm glad that I know you understand that. I'm glad that you realize it. I'm sorry that it's affecting you, but we have a friend who's hurt because the two of you couldn't stay focused. So. 
good to feel guilty. But Brian, Brian is the strongest. I didn't, I didn't know he could be hurt. We are all just human at the end of the day. Any of us can be hurt. Any of us can be killed. And I like spare a long, meaningful look at Ryder. And then I look back and I'm like, um, whenever you look at Ryder, I want that panel to specifically be, he has moved back to the chair and he has, he has Brian's hand in his and in his, he's, and he's like, literally that's all you see is you see his hand in his, in Ryder's hand on Brian's and like, it's an overhead shot of the, of like Ryder is staring at the floor while Inky and Light are having their conversation. I look back at Enki and I'm like, even when the old team fought together, we still lost someone very important to us. And he was the strongest of us too. So anyone can be hurt. Anyone can die. I'm sorry that I have to be this harsh, but this isn't a game anymore. Whether we're fighting ridiculous zoo villains or the literal end of the world, this is dangerous stuff. Light Hammer, I have two questions for you. The first one is, I think you just shared a vulnerability or weakness. Do you agree? Absolutely. And the second is, are you live streaming? No, I just said I turned it off. Okay. I wish I was, because that's a fucking brilliant moment. But I have actively said in canon that I turned it off, so. You can upload that to your YouTube later. It's just recorded locally all the time. Okay, so go ahead and uh, read your shared vulnerability or weakness. Uh, when you share a vulnerability or weakness with someone, ask them if they will tell anyone the truth about you. If they agree to keep it a secret, clear a condition, or mark potential. If they don't agree, then they shift your labels according to how they see you now. I don't think anyone, any of my fans ever see me as this serious. And so I'm like, there's a big part of me that's like, I am glad that I turned off the live stream because this is a more intense light hammer than people have seen in a very long time. So... I can ask you either in character or out of character, but will you keep that to yourself and not share that with people? Yeah, I'll keep that to myself. I think I'm going to clear insecure. I'm feeling very, very secure in myself as a hero and also myself as a person right now. Cool. Um, I think Enki looks at you and says, like he has this quizzical look on his face and he says, a superhero should always remember his friends, right? I look at him and I nod. Out of character, is that one of your Carl lessons? Maybe. I thought so. If I remember right, isn't that the one Faye gave him right at the end? Yep, that is the no, one. No, no, I think I think Faye gave me a superhero should always always be ready to sacrifice. Mm, yeah, you're right. That's true. Um, I look at Enki and I'm like, we don't forget the people we lost. We don't forget the people who struggle. We don't forget the people in our team now. We work together. And I kind of soften and I'm like, I'm sorry that I was harsh. I don't want to be. I just want us all to be safe. And the world is only getting more dangerous. But I don't blame you for Brian getting hurt. I don't blame anyone. I just, I want us all to be more careful. I think I think Enki mumbles like under, under his breath. It, it's okay. I lean forward and I like, grab Enki and like pull him into a actually I look at Enki and I'm like I'm gonna hug you now is that okay I think at that moment um the plant behind me has turned into like um this big cartoonish um like um 
carnivorous plant style deal and the plant suddenly snaps and eats the pigeon and there's like feathers everywhere and it totally ruins the moment well um if we're placing blame i mean i'm gonna blame the plant like what the hell i look at the plant then i look at enki and then i'm like you are frankly terrifying you know that i think enki turns around to the plant and goes gerard i'm not angry I'm not disappointed. I think you just suggest in the future we should pay more attention and then we can all get along better. Hold up. Hold up. The rider stands up and walks over to the two of you. The plant? The plant has a name? You named the plant? Or did the plant come with a name? Um, plants can talk. Silly. But he did tell me his name is Gerard, obviously. I think the panel would show Ryder, would show Fee's face. And it should have question marks around his face. He's like, just like, what? <laughs> I think the plant slowly lets go, lets go of the pigeon and the pigeon flies outside in a way. And Enki just nods as if this is perfectly how he wanted it to go. That's not going home with me. That's going home with you, Light. I look at him and I'm like, I'm sorry, you're, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not taking the carnivorous plant home. Uh, it's somebody's got to take it or lead a patient. Gerard will stay here and will protect Brian. Gerard will eat Brian. I'm he turns talking around about to the Ger- plant. It's a plant. Ah! <laughs> That's in character. <laughs> and Ryder walks out of, out of the room to, momentarily. I think I think Enki hunches over and gets his face really close to the plant and goes, Gerard, if you eat Brian, I'm eating you. Okay? Don't eat Brian. I think I'm going to look at Enki for a moment. And then like while Enki's like chatting with the plant, I'm going to walk out and follow Ryder into the hall. And I think in the panel that shows you walking through the door, we see uh, Gerard nodding yes. Fantastic. I'm going to close the door behind me and look at Ryder and be like, okay, so that went well-ish. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a lot to take in. Just um, not how I saw any of this past week going. Yeah, I get that. Hey, uh, you said some weird stuff at the zoo, and uh, I'm going to say this as calmly as I can. What the hell is going on with you? What do you mean? What do you mean what's going on with me? You're acting weird. You made some like cryptic comment about the team and the way it was going to work, and I don't know. It just sounds like you're going the way Carl is. Like, are you going to go fight Dark Rider? Are you going to do something stupid? Actually, yeah. Nope, no, you're not. Nope, absolutely not. Absolutely never. And I, like, grab you and, like, clench my hand <laughs> on your arm. And I'm like, that's cute. You're adorable. You're hilarious. You are the cutest boyfriend I've ever had, and you're really cute and hilarious. And that's this is so funny. I got news. He's on the move again. Great. Then we will all go together and take care of it. This is not your place. He's my dad. I need to deal with him. I give you, I think there's like two panels of just silent staring. And then I'm like, we didn't have that attitude when it came to Faye. We didn't have that attitude last time we fought your dad. You don't need to do this alone. You heard the speech I just gave Enki. Like, we are stronger as a team. As a team, we barely scraped by beating Faye's demon. I don't want you to get hurt. It's time, though. It's time for me to go. You've got Inky, and as dumb as falling into the pit of snakes was, 
you've got Brian. And who knows? The team could grow. But I think, <laughs> I think I need to do this. I can't let him hurt anyone else. I can't let him create another supai. Look, with all due respect, go fuck yourself. And I turn and slam the door behind me. Huh. I expected that. And I think Ryder is going to walk down the hallway towards the uh, hospital's exit. I think our next panel is Lighthammer coming in the room, slamming the door. And Inky, are you okay if you're staring out the window? Yeah, definitely. And uh, we, like, Lighthammer sees Inky like staring out the uh, window of the hospital room. And I think our next panel is a shot from Inky's view. And we see just like a bunch of people walking in and out of the hospital. And down below, about to enter, you see someone that looks very much like Brian. I think Enki leans out the window and acts surprised and, and, and looks downstairs and, and, and suddenly waves, Hey, Brian! Brian! And starts waving. Oh, and, no. Uh, Remix looks up, sees Enki, smiles, and then steps into the building. I look at Enki and I'm like, what do you mean, hey, Brian? Brian's downstairs. I can see him. Was he, like, a little bit older? Hmm... I guess. Okay, great. Um, You and Gerard just like stay here. And like, if other Brian comes, just like eat him. Cool. Yeah, great. Uh, I'll be right back. And I like run through the door, slamming it behind me again in the direction that Ryder just went. I think as you slam the door and I'm left alone in the room with Brian and Gerard, I just, I just like mumble to myself, like uh, a superhero should always remember his friends. And I just look around and I and I look at Gerard and I go, have we been in this room before? Oof. So are you doing what Lighthammer said? Yeah, I'm staying here. Lighthammer, are you good with this fulfilling the conditions of that move earlier? Yep, that works for me. So go ahead and uh, mark potential or shift your labels. Um, I'll mark potential. And I think we're going to cut to Ryder. Ryder, what large open room is are you just walking into when we're when we jump to you? I think he's actually going to be walking into the cafeteria. He's terrible with hospitals and um, just happened to meander himself into the cafeteria. Okay, excellent. I think we get like a couple panels of you walking. Uh, do we have any? Did you want any thought bubbles or any like talking to yourself as you're doing, or do you just want to jump to it? Yeah, I think there will be one thought bubble, uh, and he's basically reminiscing on why uh, he's like, why didn't he understand? that I've got to do this, that this is something I have to do. And I, I need to do this alone. I need to face this problem myself. Okay. Excellent. And I think, um, we get like the shot of you just kind of like very lost in thought. And then you kind of like realize where you are. You look up and you're like in the middle of the cafeteria. And the first thing you see is what at first you think is Brian stepping in through another entrance, but it very quickly registers that this is remix. Uh, I think we get a very tense panel where your eyes meet and then he continues looking and starts walking through the way you came because I am fairly certain Remix has never seen Ryder out of costume. Oh, shit. Um, So Ryder is going to begin following. um, Actually, hmm, Ryder's going to escalate the situation. He's going to run through the doors following Remix and yell, Hey, remix! And then go running at them and do a flying kick out of out of transformation. And as they're doing a flying kick, 
they literally transform into the uh, into the suit and do a rider kick into the back of Remix, or what they hope is the back of Remix. Okay, um, go ahead and uh, give me a roll <laughs> to directly engage. So I think we get the panels of you jumping, doing the kick, and then transforming. And when we get ri- uh, Remix back on the page, like he's spun and he has all these like mechanical arms holding keyboards out in front of him and is starting to like quickly type on these keyboards. Oh, no, 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 no. That was a nine. All right. On a seven and nine, pick one. I'm going to impress or surprise the opposition. So we get the panels of Remix spun towards you, and then they, as your kick connects with their chest, you see a portal rip open behind you, and someone starts, like, emerging out. We see a, like, uh, a slender arm reach out, and we can see just a bits of tattered, like, film reels as well. Your kick does hit Remix squarely in the chest, and they go, like, flying back, slamming into a wall. And we get a couple panels of them, like, slowly pulling themselves to their feet. Everyone in the cafeteria is freaking out. There's a lot of yelling, running. Uh, We can hear an alarm start going off, because everywhere in Moon Harbor has supervillain alarms. And then we see from Remix's perspective, like, you standing very heroically. And um, behind you, we see the form of cinema uh, stepping fully through. And we see her eyes flash and a uh, crossbow, just a full-on, like, a way too ornamental for it to have ever been real crossbow uh, pops into her hands, and she fires a bolt into your back. Go ahead and roll to take a powerful blow. Oh, okay. 2d6 plus conditions. I don't have any conditions, so that's an 8. I am going to struggle, Pat. No, 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 no. And if no, you'd no. like to, before you choose uh, your options, this can be when Lighthammer like busts into the room, just to make all, more Gee, of thanks. available. All right. Thanks. Nice. <laughs> um, actually, what's going to happen is the crossbow bolt's going to fly at me, and um, basically, I'm going to realize it is l- begin to leap over it, and it's going to catch my heel, not my back. And basically throw me to the ground. I'm going to give ground. The opposition gets an opportunity. Okay, excellent. And I think our next panel is Cinema standing over you, pointing this crossbow at you. And she just goes, I told you I'd be back. Don't move. And we see Lighthammer like running in through the hallway as Remix is pulling himself fully to his feet. Lighthammer, what do you do? Uh, I look back and forth and I see Remix getting up, but I also see Cinema. Cinema has definitely seen you. And it's very much this, I'm going to fire if you move. Perfect. I like put my hands up and I'm like, whoa, okay. I'm not going to do anything. It's all good. As I bring my hand up, I like brush against my helmet and start the live stream. And then I'm like, I just, I just want to, I just, I just want to talk. Okay. We're not going to do anything. It's going to be totally fine. Remix's hands start much slower than before typing on the keyboard very methodically. And he goes, it's really simple. Just let me kill Brian. I'll leave the rest of you alone. And that's such a great idea. But instead, why don't you get the fuck out of our world? Uh, and I want to attack them. I'm going to directly engage a threat to attack Remix. What uh, are you doing? What's it look like on the page? Uh, I'm using my like uh, my hands are up up by my head intentionally, and I'm using that like um, 
super specific, like tiny pointed Sonic Blast uh, that I've been using a lot recently. Uh, I'm trying really hard to like essentially disintegrate these hard light keyboards. Okay, go ahead and uh, roll to directly engage. And since I just turned on my uh, live stream, can I activate stage fighting? When you directly engage a threat with an audience watching, mark a condition to roll plus superior instead of danger. Yeah, absolutely. What are you marking? I think I'm going to mark guilty. I uh, I just left Brian with Enki, and I'm not sure that they can handle it, or that uh, Enki can handle it on his own. Okay, cool. That's a 10. Uh, so on a 10, I'm going to take something from them. I'm going to take the um, hard light holograms, uh, and I want to resist or avoid their blows. Cool. Tell me what that looks like. My hands are up, and I don't still don't move from where I am. Uh, my palm just, like, sends out a blast of sonic energy. And I think it's, like, they're really tiny sonic blasts, but really specific. So it's, like, as he brings his finger down, it, like, hits his finger and, like, bounces his finger back. So, like, his fingers just, like, stop hitting the keyboards. And then there's a bigger blast that, like, hits one and or hits a couple or however many I can and shatters it. Oh, excellent. I think we see, like, shattered, like, light pieces of these holograms go flying. And we do see them like starting to form back and slowly float back into position. So they're disabled for a while. I think at this moment in time, Ryder wants to just shout up at cinema and go, hey, film head, you can't hit what you can't see. And then literally phases through the floor. Cool. That's a great time for that because she is firing this arrow directly at you. As she Beautiful. fires it, you see that there's definitely some kind of like green liquid tipped on the arrow <laughs> beautiful so i guess give me an unleash all right and I, I i want to i'm gonna throw out here um before you roll i think the only way you can do this quick enough enough is if you phase all the way through the floor so you're gonna have to get back to this rim okay and i mean unstable temporary the, the the phase doesn't have to take very long just long enough for me to get to the floor okay so you rolled an eight so you're going with unstable or temporary yep Okay, excellent. I think we get uh, panels of you starting to vibrate, this arrow hitting just as you fall through the floor. And I think we get this panel that is showing in the top of the panel, the floor above, and then the between the panel showing like the structure of the floor and you phasing through it. I think you fall out into the middle of a morgue and we see cracks start to form a cr a through the ground you just went through. Oh, fuck. And hospital. Um, shit, shit, shit. And Ryder is going to begin super speeding through the hospital, trying to make his way back to the cafeteria. Excellent. And I think from there, we're going to cut to Inky in uh, Brian's room. Inky, do you want any establishing panels before someone knocks on the door and then opens it? Or do you want me to start with that? Why don't I start with saying what that person sees and then you can tell me who the person is and what their reaction is. Okay, excellent. So yeah, we see a panel. Um, that's the Brian's hospital door and a knock and then it opens. And what do they see inside? So if Gerard was like pigeon eating size previously, what we see now is like three... Um, giants, like, uh, what's a good size reference? Um, like wolf sized, maybe 
carnivorous plant head. So there's one stalk that splits into three and there's three giant uh, carnivorous plant heads and Enki is riding one of them and the entire room is overgrown with vines and um and Enki goes we can do this we'll save Brian and our next panel turns to show the person standing in the door and it is uh the gray hammer that remix has pulled into this world before so to Enki it looks a lot like light hammer but definitely distinct enough you know it isn't and i think we get a abbreviated um word bubble of what the and uh what are you doing you definitely have the drop on him i definitely think that one of the three gerard heads is gonna lunge at um Greyhammer and try to uh, snap snap his jaws shut Greyhammer. excellent uh give me a roll to directly engage that's a four yay awesome so I think we get one of the heads lunging forward and we get a panel of gray hammer leaping back, swinging his hammer and just bringing the hammer down and just shattering the uh, plant. There's just plant goo everywhere. And then uh, he looks up and goes, I, I don't even care what any of this is and just throws his hammer full force at you. Couldn't roll to take a powerful blow. Will that hit you? Well, all right. That's an 11. Um, yay. So I have to pick something from the lists of Doom. Um, I kind of want to lose control, but let me, let me. I will say that if you choose to like flee, pass out or whatever, I'm cool if you get thrown out the window and are just down for a bit before you have to work your way back in. It doesn't have to be like a long one here, but you're good to do whatever you want. Like, just just for the drama of it, I always want to pick close control of your powers because that's so much fun. But I, with Brian in the room, it feels like that would be really weird. So I'm trying to see if I can pick two from the other list. But those are pretty harsh, too. Um, I can't lash out verbally. I can grip ground and mark two conditions, I guess. Um, but then if I'm going to give ground in a room... That doesn't make much sense unless I would fall out of the window or something like that. Yeah, I'd probably defenestrate you. Yeah, but if I... I just think like it would knock you out if you did it that way. So you would get back into it quicker. Yeah. Um. Yeah, sure, let's do that. So I struggle past the pain. I'm going to mark two conditions. And I'm going to give ground and give my opposition an opportunity. What conditions are you marking? Um... Let's go with guilty and angry. Cool. So I think we get the panel of the hammer slamming into your chest. And then our next panel is outside the hospital. And we see you bust out through the window. Um, the hammer then the hammer returns in through the window. And we see you fall. How do you catch yourself? Feel free to do whatever well, you want here. Well, Gerard, one of Gerard's finds catches me by the ankle, obviously. Oh. Excellent. Yeah, we see it grab you by the ankle and then like slam you a bit into the wall as like it pulls taut. And I think we get the panel of you hanging there. And we're gonna switch over to Lighthammer. Uh Lighthammer. So people are freaking out and standing right or right below where cinema is standing, where uh rider phase through, you can see large cracks starting to spread through the ground. What do you do? I look at cinema and then I look back at Remix. 
And I don't know that Greyhammer is there. So I think Remix is our biggest threat right now. And I think when you look at Remix, he is his keyboards are like half formed and he just has the biggest grin. He looks over at Cinema and goes, well, I guess that's one way to kill him. Yeah, let's just bring the building down. Uh, shit. I want to unleash a ridiculously high-pitched sound and essentially, like, debilitate everyone in the room so I can run down the hallway towards Brian's room. I'm going to try to get Brian out of here. Cool. Uh, go ahead and roll to unleash your powers for me. Um, I will say that this is going to hit everyone. I don't think you can be selective about this. Yeah, no. I'm hoping I can just debilitate cinema long enough for, like, other people to get here, like, and help. Um, cool. I know it's going to take down a couple of civilians as well, but I'm hoping that, like, I can stop cinema from taking the building down by hurting her for a moment, at least. Cool. That's an 11. That's an 11. Cool. Um, I think we get you just with these waves of sound energy and everyone in the room just like cries out, clasps their hands, to their ears and drops to the ground for a moment. And then you run. And I think you hit the hallway and are about halfway down the hallway when we see Ryder zipping back in. Uh, I look at Ryder and I'm like, civilian cinema out, evacuate building. I got to get Brian. Done and done. So Ryder is doing that, is basically using his super speed to get any civilians out of the building as quickly as possible. Cool. Are you starting in the room where Cinema and Remix are, or are you just trying to clear out the building, avoiding them as much as, as quickly as possible? Just trying to get a general idea. I think the first action would be that room. I would be zipping around at super speed, basically flash level speeds around them. Uh, creating sort of a wind, and then I would be branching out to the rest of the hospital. Cool. Go ahead and give me a defend for clearing out the like cafeteria of civilians. Doopity dope, dope in a dope in a rope dope choke. Uh, I don't know where I'm going with that. Leave me alone. Yeah, yeah. I rolled an eleven on that defend. Ooh. All right. So on a hit, you do it. We get these panels of you speeding through, grabbing. I think. Remix is starting to like try and track you, but he's very much focused on. We see him getting one of his keyboards back up and he quickly starts typing on it. And we see that like speeding up the others reconstructing. And um, I think Cinema at this point is just she has a zoom out and is flipping through various movies. And you see like a lot of high explosion scenes and she seems to like making a choice. You can either add a team to the pool, take influence over someone you protect, or clear a condition. I'll add a team to the pool. Okay, I think that puts uh, two team. And I think as we see the last civilian pool uh, speed are being sped out, are you putting like everyone straight outside, like on the sidewalk or? I am taking them now. I imagine this is like a normal hospital uh, style building um, with a pretty large campus. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm going to take them basically. I would imagine that Moon Harbor is probably a mo mostly modern city, probably powered by a lot of solar energy and stuff like that outside of the superhero energy that they probably have like an arc reactor somewhere or something like that. Um, so basically he's going to find like a covered thing in the parking lot away from the building. And he's taking everybody out there to under the coverings of, you know, just in case it's the middle of the day. And cool. Sunburn, like that. Yeah. I think the last panel we get of that is you dropping off the last person under this like pavilion near the parking lot. And then I think we're going to cut back to a uh, light hammer busting through like the door of the steps into the hallway that Brian's room's in. 
and we see the door like wide open with a bunch of plants and vines spinning, uh, spilling out. We see one of Gerard's busted heads. Uh, what do you do? Uh, I think what's most dramatically interesting. Uh, I think I'm going to run into the like run into the doorway and get there just as we see Greyhammer swinging the hammer down at Brian. Yeah, I'm totally good with that. And I think like I yell like no really loudly. Moon Harbor Heroes is produced by Anthony Sheets, T.B. Huth, and Elliot Peterson, and edited by Anthony Sheets and Sean Geddes. Anthony can be found on Twitter at IcyNewYear or at IcyNewYear.com. T. is a theater artist and educator in the D.C. area. She can be found at T. Huth Playwright on Twitter or T.P. Huth94 on Instagram. Elliot can be found at Elliot Yellen on Twitter. That's E-L-L-I-O-T-Y-L-E-N. Sean can be found at The Crumpet, T-H-E-C-R-U-M-P-I-T, on Twitter. Moon Harbor Heroes is played using Masks A New Generation, written by Brandon Conway and produced by Magpie Games. Our logo was designed by Beautiful Beasties. She can be found on Instagram at beastly.doodles or on Patreon at patreon.com slash beautifulbeasties. The music in this issue is Black Vortex by Kevin McLeod. This issue is GM'd by Anthony Sheets. Ryder Typhon is played by Kaido Kane. Kaido is a Twitch personality and loves their three mischievous cats. You can find them at The Versian on Twitter or as Kaido Kane on Twitch.tv. Asimov is played by EXPHP. You probably won't find him at It's EXPHP on Twitter, but it's worth a try. Enki is played by Simon Meskins. You can find him as at Gilbereka, G-I-L-B-E-R, R-E-K-E on Twitter. Lighthammer is played by T. Huth. If you want to get a hold of us, email us at moonharborheroes at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at moonharborcast. If you enjoyed this issue, please leave us a review on your podcatcher of choice or tell a friend. Five-star reviews and word of mouth are really the best way for us to keep bringing these stories to more people. If you'd like to support us financially, check us out at patreon.com slash moonharborheroes. Supporting us there will give you access to bonus issues each month. And thank you for helping us save the world. We'll see you next issue.